Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimum. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Honestly, BK uh, challenged me before the game. 2020 um, and 10? That's so tough, bro. Trying to catch us, to be honest. Oh, my God. 2020 next, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning. We've got all the action covered from a national championship Monday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Mo Dakiel with Rob Lopez producing, swapping gamer tags with Stefan Giannis. Coming up on today's show, Derek Rose couldn't be the hero this time. Shea Gilgis Alexander is embracing 2020, and Zion Williamson is coming back soon. We think, but first, the Indiana Pacers can't be stopped. Pacers 101, Sixers 95 in Indianapolis. Mo, this was a constipated offensive effort from the Philadelphia 76ers. The Pacers kind of just grinded this victory out. Malcolm Brockton was great great in this one. DeMontis Sabonis was a monster in this one. And the Sixers without Joel Embiid just aren't the same thing. No, and I think we kind of saw it in this one, especially in the fourth quarter when the offense really slows down and they're not getting out in transition you know, it's kind of a scramble in terms of who they're going to go to, at least when they have him beat, it's we're going to go to him. He's probably going to get you to the line or, or at least get you a decent look. And they, they really struggled in the fourth tonight. Yeah. And I actually think they got kind of lucky in the fourth quarter because 17 of Josh Richardson's 23 points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was eight of 19 from the field overall, one of eight from three point range in this game, but he kind of got, you know, a little fluky hot. I would say, and Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons had a good game, right? It's hard to nitpick 24 points, 14 rebounds, three assists. He was 10 to 17 from the field, four, four from the free throw line, but of two in the fourth, no assists, no aggressiveness. They just looked like they were all standing around waiting for someone to be the hero. And Richardson kind of provided that, but it wasn't matched for Malcolm Brogdon making plays. It wasn't a match for DeMontis Sabonis making plays. It wasn't a match for TJ Warren scoring. Like it just, it wasn't enough, and they have too much talent to even let this kind of effort, even on the road, just continue to sink them. Yeah, and I mean, like the Pacers really finished strong in this one. 12 to 3 run. They were down 92 89, and then they just went nuts from that point on. They really got to the free throw line. I mean, they, they got to the free throw line and made more free throws than the Sixers attempted. I think it was 25. 25- 
Pacers makes to 19 Sixers attempts. And that just kind of says it all. You know, the Sixers haven't been able to defend without fouling. And, you know, the Pacers just stayed aggressive. You had, uh, gosh, Justin Holiday. I couldn't remember which Holiday off the top of my head because there's so many of them in the league at this point. So many on the, on the Pacers. Yeah, I know. It's two. It's just kind of like, can you just pick one and make it easier for the rest of us? Um, but he got going at 14 points, was four or six from three. You know, overall, this was just a poor shooting game in general across the board. I mean, the Pacers won this game while shooting 38% from the floor. Yeah, so let me ask you, did T.J. Warren foul Tobias Harris on that block three-pointer? I didn't think it was a foul. I think he got that ball clean, and then maybe his hand came off the ball. But, you know, for me, I thought it was clean. What about you? I thought it was clean, too. Also, there is a, it is a legitimate rule that the hand is part of the ball, right? Like, that is a legitimate NBA rule, and it looked like he got some hand, and and that's that's supposed to be a legal shot. But Tobias Harris was pretty upset. He thought he got fouled on that play. But yeah, and— you know, why doesn't Harris just do a, a pump fake and then go, you know, like as soon as he caught it, he was getting ready to go for the shot. It couldn't have been more telegraphed. Yeah. And it was just part of a poor outside shooting night from the Sixers. They were six of 33 from three point range, but they had a lot of good looks. But it's easy to get good looks when no one believes you're going to make the shots, right? <laughs> Trust me. I know from experience. <laughs> Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 21 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds in this one. As you mentioned, Justin Holiday, 14 points, 4, 6 from 3. Um, the you know 21 points from TJ Warren in this one. 16 rebounds from Sabonis. Not just 16 rebounds, which he was incredible on the boards, but he combined with Miles Turner to, to get 12 offensive rebounds between the two of them. And he was playing great defense on the perimeter. Like They had him on, on Firkin Korkmaz for a little bit, and he was staying with him on the perimeter, still controlling the board, still being an inside presence. Like That was a great overall game for Sabonis yeah that's I mean that's what you want from him this is a guy who is in the running for his first all-star appearance here coming up soon but that's what you want from him this kind of stuff and able to go in from if he's able to defend guys like Korkmaz out on the perimeter that really helps the Pacers be able to keep Turner on the court to be the shot blocker at the rim and then the Sixers you know they just can't win on the road they're seven and 14 on the road this year they're 18 and two at home but seven and 14 on the road and with this loss they dropped to 10 and 11 against non-losing records uh this Pacers now jumped them in the standings, right? They're now fifth. The the, uh, the Sixers dropped to sixth in the East. And the reason it feels like we're so hard on the Sixers, this is supposed to be a team that can make the finals. And with Embiid, without Embiid, whatever, well, they got to be better than this on the road. No, this is this isn't acceptable. Like, you got to win these games and you got to find a way. I mean, the the. 10 of 11 against losing teams like that's ridiculous. You know, you 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 can lose against teams and have bad nights, but you can't have 11 losses against teams that are below 500. That's just not acceptable under any circumstance. And this Pacers team, they keep winning. They keep finding ways to grind out victories. And we're that much closer to Victor Oladipo being back. We'll see if this team can absolutely take off after he gets healthy and gets back into the mix. Other big game from the night, Thunder 117, Timberwolves 104 in Minneapolis. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 20 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. Youngest player to ever record a triple-double with 20 rebounds, uh, beating Shaquille O'Neal by about 75 days. He got everywhere he wanted to be in this one. He was all over the board. He's stealing rebounds like he was Russell Westbrook. He's getting assists. He's attacking all over the floor. Like This was an an unbelievable effort from a second year guard like Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't know you could say enough about him in this game. Yeah, this is the this is the stuff that everybody's been talking about. Like when we see this kind of game from him, we're like, this is the guy we're saying that he's a future star. This is why the Clippers really were 
struggled a little bit to give him up to OKC. They didn't want to, but they did it obviously to get Paul George. But this is why they, this is the guy that has superstar potential for this team. He can really help him take, go to another heist. You can see kind of Chris Paul's tutelage a little bit with him, but he just glided on the court. Zach, it was just like, it wasn't even like he got wherever he want, whenever he wanted on that court, but it was just kind of how he did it so gracefully and so smoothly. Like you just watched him the whole time and it was, they had no answer for him. The wolves were just screwed trying to cover him. Yeah, it was almost like he was teleporting. That's how that's how smoothly he got all over the court. Danilo Gallinari, 30 points, got to the free throw line 12 times in this one. The Thunder, they took control in the second quarter. The Wolves were up a little bit on them. They ta- they came back towards the end of the second quarter. They take control. And then the third quarter, they completely dominate them. No Carl Anthony Towns for the Wolves in this one. He should be back pretty soon, but he was out with both a knee sprain and he's sick. Uh, one of many players around the league that's sick right now. Robert Covington's trade value showcase continues. 18 points, hit four of nine from three-point range, had three steals, had a block, played pretty solid defense overall. Nas Reed came off the bench, scored 15 straight points at one point, finished with 20 points, led Minnesota in scoring. Shabazz Napier, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists in the start. Wolves, though, get pounded on the boards. Out rebound of 51 to 37. Part of that is from Steven Adams. 13 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three blocks in this one. Also, Mo, he took a shot to the Kiwis. The New Zealander got a got a shot uh, in the in the junk from Gorgie Jang. Got, we went down, but of course he's a tough guy. He's able to come back and stay in the game. Chris Paul, ten points on five of fifteen shooting, uh, so not a great game from him. But he hit a couple of key shots in the fourth quarter. A couple of mid range jumpers went isolated just to uh, just to put this one at bay. Uh, Thunder shot fifty percent from the field, forty percent from deep. Andrew Wiggins for the Wolves, 10 points on 4-12 shooting, 3 assists. Just a tough game for him. Jeff Teague with a meaningless game off the bench for the Wolves. 6 points on 7 shots in about 21 minutes. The Thunder, though, Mo. Thunder have won 12 of their last 15 games, and they're pretty close to the 6th seed. I mean, no, they're sneaking up on it. And you, for a team that we thought would be maybe an 8th seed, like we'd, they'd be at the bottom of the the, the playoff race, you know, fighting for that, maybe that last spot, like they're sneaking into that six seed and, you know, Dallas better watch their back, man. And they're, they're been struggling here a little bit as of late. And these guys are coming and doesn't look like they're slowing down. This was a big bounce back game after a really disappointing loss against the Lakers without LeBron and AD. You know, this was a good game for them to kind of go on the road and say, like, all right, let's get our act together. Let's get going here. They got to watch out, man. They might sneak into that six seed and yeah, maybe they make a move and maybe they make a little more noise in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. As for the Timberwolves, they're now 15 and four or 15 and 24 on the season. They're just two and 14 against non-losing teams. And yet, for some reason, still in the playoff hunt, they're only two and a half games back of the Memphis Grizzlies for the AC <laughs> because the back end of the West is just a mess this year. All right, let's get to the news everybody needs for Tuesday. Cavs rookie Dylan Windler will miss the rest of the season because of a lower left leg injury. He had yet to make his debut uh, after getting a stress reaction in his lower leg during workouts uh, right before training camp. So, Mo, he's still in line for Rookie of the Year consideration next season. So that's the positive to take out of all this. Um, Also, Philadelphia 76ers guard Josh Richardson, we mentioned him earlier, along with San Antonio Spurs guard DeMar DeRozan, were named the NBA Eastern and Western Conference Players of the Week, respectively. Uh, Richardson averaged 22.3.7 assists in the Sixers' 2-1 week. DeMar DeRozan, 29.6 assists in the Spurs' 3-1 week. So that's the meaningless meaningless award that we all get to announce there. But the real news that everyone needs for Tuesday... (laughs) 
Mo, we are just about ready to see Zion Williamson make his rookie NBA debut. Um, according to Mitch Lawrence of SiriusXM NBA Radio, one of my uh, co-hosts, uh, says the Pelicans plan to have him make his debut Thursday at home versus Utah Jazz. I can tell you that I've heard similar things, that I believe that this will be the uh, the debut of Zion Williamson. So I guess that's a athletic slash SiriusXM NBA exclusive right there, since I work for both of those. Uh, but the Pelicans, of course, are denying, saying there's nothing to official yet uh our own will guillory is reporting that the team has no set date they want to see him at least in one more five on five practice in new orleans but that practice might happen wednesday we don't know so mo are we going to see zion williamson's thursday night i think we might i think the team's kind of practicing the uh listen we're not going to say anything because we don't want to jinx anything type thing but i think that's kind of the plan there I, I won't be surprised i think we're long overdue and very excited for this i mean he's doing in between leg in between the leg dunks and warm-ups and things like that it's kind of a sign you're ready i mean if you could do that in a warm-up i, I think you're over your uh knee injury Normally, I'd agree with you, but this is Zion Williamson, so I think that he can do that with if he had one leg. If he was if he had a leg amputated, I still think he'd go between the legs on a dunk just to just to warm up. I think he's got that much bounce. Uh, but this is exciting, man! Like this is the guy that you know everyone. I mean, he's such a big deal coming into his rookie season that people were using his absence as a reason the ratings were down, which I don't believe, but that's like we're throwing everything at a wall here and seeing what sticks, and that was one of the things thrown at the wall. And so for the Pelicans, like they're in the mix. I mentioned the Timberwolves are still in the mix because the back end of the West is so bad. The Pelicans are very much in the mix. They're also playing well right now. They've been very good. They win again tonight, which we'll get to in a little bit. But this this Pelicans team, they get a shot in the arm. That's that's you know, that's some athletic adrenaline going through this team right now as Zion comes back we saw and granted it was just preseason but we saw the impact he made in preseason the way he played like this dude just makes plays and just makes things happen if he can be any kind of healthy in the second half of the season this Pelicans team might be the dangerous team nobody wants to play I mean you touched on it they're playing a lot better they're winners of seven of their last ten the like we said the bottom of the west is crazy and on top of everything else it allows Griff to actually uh, GM David Griffin to look at the team and kind of really assess the whole thing. And, and maybe he makes some, makes a move come trade deadline as we come closer, gives them enough time to, to start figuring out where this team is at and what they need. So, you know, he can't come in soon enough. And just for the pure fact of the highlights, I'm excited and can't wait to see him. And Mo to break him back gets the jazz, right? Like jazz, are the hottest team in basketball right now. They're one of the best defensive teams. Rudy Gobert is the, you know, the best rim protector in the league. To bring Zion get back against a non, you know, cupcake team, that's kind of a big deal. Like that's 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 a little bold in my opinion. I think you would want him a little bit easier, but I'm going to predict it right now. He's going to dunk on Rudy Gobert. Well, no, my question is in what quarter though? First quarter, first play of the game. He's going to win the tip and then they're going to throw him a lob and he's going to dunk all over him. Oh, I cannot wait for that. Put money on that, folks. No, not really. We're just kidding. No, that um, is a that is a daily ding guarantee. And if it goes wrong, you can blame Mo. Whoa. Like, I don't have enough problems, Zach. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Monday night that everyone needs for Tuesday. Pelicans 117, Pistons 110 in overtime in Detroit. 
Derrick Rose had a chance to sink the Pelicans for a second time this season. He beat them with a game winner earlier in the year, uh, but he missed the game winning shot at the end of regulation. They go to overtime. Lonzo Ball leads the Pelicans to victory in overtime to secure the road victory. 17 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals. Did have 7 turnovers, but Lonzo with a big game. Jaleel Okafor gets the start, puts up 25 points, 14 rebounds. Nico Melli had 24 the Pelicans. Uh, they were without Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, Brandon Ingram, and J.J. Redick. Pelicans nearly blew this game by scoring just 13 points in the fourth quarter. For the Pistons, Derek Rose, 23 points on 10-23, shooting off the bench, also had eight assists. Christian Wood had 18 points, nine rebounds, three blocks, two steals. Andre Drummond, 11 points, 10 rebounds in 22 minutes. Pelicans won nine of their last 13. Pistons have lost three in a row and have lost 12 of their last 15. Just a brutal stretch for the Pistons. Celtics 113, Bulls 101 in Boston. A 14-point first quarter from the Bulls sunk them in this game. Celtics maintained the rest of the night. Jason Tatum led six Celtics in double figures to 21 points on 7-17 shooting. Jalen Brown had 19 points. He was also a perfect 9 of 9 from the free throw line. Ennis Cantor 15-9. Marcus Smart 12 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, and 3 steals off the bench. For the Bulls, Zach Levine led them with 30 points. Thaddeus Young had 17 off the bench for the Bulls, just 6 of 25 from deep. And they've also lost 7 of their last 8 games. Good one in Sacramento tonight. Magic 114, Kings 112 in the California's capital right there. Orlando dominated the first half, but the Kings used a 33-21 to 21 third quarter to make this a game. They even took the lead, Mo. They took the lead with an 8-0 run in the final 115 of the game. Then... On just an incomprehensible play, Evan Fournier <laughs> dribbled around with almost no plan. He gets caught up in the air against De'Aaron Fox and then manages to find Aaron Gordon in the paint. He gets fouled. He scores the bucket. He gets the free throw, gets the end one magic up two with one second left. They end up winning the game. Uh, Harrison Barnes felt like he got fouled on the final lob play and maybe did get fouled a little bit, but no call in the magic escape with the road victory. Nikola Vucevic, 26 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. Evan Fournier, 25 points, six assists, 12 of 12 from the free throw line. Aaron Gordon had 19 and nine. This was a big win for the magic they've won five of the last seven um kings needed this one but orlando they look like they've righted the ship mo yeah you know orlando after struggling out of the gate has kind of worked their way back into the playoff race i mean they're sitting at the seventh seed and just kind of the way it's shaking out in the east they look to be pretty safe in there and just to go back to that play where evan fournier finds gordon he had no plan no, no. He literally just handed Gordon a live grenade and said, good luck. <laughs> like it was literally just like, oh, crap. I've pretty much dribbled the clock out um, here. You take this. And uh, that was I mean, it wasn't even an easy shot for Gordon kind of falling back. No, he, he wasn't even squared up to the basket. I mean, I was just like, you kind of just threw it up. And, and I think he was just trying to get fouled and, and the foul was called. But and it happened to go in. He kind of caught the break there. So, uh, you know, they got away with it this time. But, man, they got to come up with a better plan than this. And I expect better from Steve Clifford Absolutely. at the end of games, man. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was Evan Fournier trying to lose this game for us. I don't think that was the final play call, but it ended up winning uh, for the Magic. What's the play call name? What would be the play call name for that? Sac- you know, I mean, Sacra- we have a lot of sign stealing going these days. No, what would be the play call? It would be called Sacra Blue the Game. That's what it would be. Markel Fultz, 16 points on 7-11 shooting. Magic turned the ball over just eight times in this game for the Kings. Nemanja Bielitsa, 34 points on 13-16 shooting. De'Aaron Fox had 31-10-8. Marvin Bagley, the third, 18 points, six rebounds, two blocks off the bench. As I mentioned, the Magic have won five of the last seven. Another close game in Portland. Blazers 115, Hornets 112. Portland looked like they were going to blow the Hornets out. 
Hornets come back with a big third quarter, wiping away a 16-point Blazers lead. Then at the end, semi-controversial call. Damian Lillard looked like he got pushed out of bounds, but the ref said he just went out of bounds. Um, the uh, Hornets got the ball down three. Devontae Graham then took a horrible three-point shot that Kent Bazemore blocked to secure the victory for the Blazers. Dame with 30 points on 10-16 shooting, also had nine assists in this one. McCollum, CJ McCollum, 27 points on 11-22 shooting. Melo had 17. Uh, Blazers bench uh, ran to help him up after he had a hustle play to save a ball from going out of bounds. See, even Melo cares right now. So maybe that will fix the Blazers. Anthony <laughs> Tolliver uh, gave them a boost off the bench with 16 points. Terry Rozier, 25 points on 18 shots. P.J. Washington had 20 and 11. This is Charlotte's fifth straight loss. But Devontae Graham did have 27 points and 10 assists. Uh, Lakers just destroy the Cavaliers, 128 to 99 in Los Angeles. Uh, no Anthony Davis, no Rajon Rondo for the Lakers in this one. Lakers played like slugs in the first half, or in the first quarter. Is that what it looked like? Played like slugs or played like something else, but eventually came back, erased a 14-point deficit in the second quarter. Then they just blow it open in the second half. LeBron James destroys 31 points, 12-16 shooting, scored 14th in the fourth quarter, had eight assists. Dwight Howard had 21-15 and 15 off the bench uh, as the team. The Lakers had 30 assists. Kevin Love with 21 points, 11 rebounds. Tristan Thompson, 10 points, 7 rebounds in the loss. Let's go to line of the night, Mo. Uh, we've got Zach Levine with 30. We've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander with 20-20-10. De'Aaron Fox almost had a triple-double. LeBron with a great game. Who gets your line of the night? Oh, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander, man. 2020 and 10 in the new year in 2020. And the youngest guy to do this beating out Shaq. There's no question. It's line of the night. And I'm picking it for you as well. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Easy line of the night. How can you go wrong with 2020 and 10? That It's like you said, 2020 for the 2020 new year. And then he looks like he's 10 years old. So that's that's where the 10 assists come in. <laughs> and you get the other 10 there. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got Back to Back with a new episode coming up on Tuesday. we got No Dunks Every Day. We've got a great tampering episode this week. We've got House of Strauss. Uh, over a dozen team-specific shows available from, from your fa- some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Also, follow on the app. You get notifications when a new episode posts. Couldn't be easier. And if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, the athletics theathletic.com slash dings get 40 percent off your subscription for the year you never know when this promo is going to end so you got to go and sign up right now thanks for waking up with us take your medicine take your vitamins eat your egos get ready for the day go read the athletic and mo hit me with that sign ding ding ding